1: The Talk Sport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Marillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery free In terms apply, see McDonald's.com. It's white. Hello and welcome to another edition of Red Side of the Trend. We are talking Tottenham Hotspurs, the Super Sunday game at 4:30. I'm joined by the Fighting Cocks, Flav. How are you, mate? Are you all right?
0: I'm really well, mate. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. That's no problem. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for taking your time out. You're you're obviously a busy, busy man. Um, Pleasure. If, if uh, people have not seen uh, the Fighting Cock on Twitter, they are a high quality podcast. So it is.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> get on it. Um, obviously, three games of the season now. Uh, how would you rate Tottenham's start to the season? Are you, are you happy?
0: Yeah, I'm mean, happy with the points. You know, we're seven points from nine. Um, we had an excellent game against Southampton where we really kind of put them to the sword. Very fluid, um, very attractive sort of football, the sort of stuff we've got used to under Conte. Um, and then since then, it's been a little bit more dogged. So obviously we managed to, to, to get a draw at Stanford Bridge, but probably didn't deserve it and... <laughs> You know, the grand scheme of the game meant that just, I'd say Chelsea were, were unlucky to. I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I'm glad that they, they they suffered all the pain they did of us scoring that last minute. Equally, There's no love lost for Chelsea at all. But from a neutral's perspective, you'd say that, that Chelsea did deserve the three points. But we got it. We got that point. And then obviously against Wolves, it was much, it was a, quite a difficult game, Wolves played really good really pretty, pretty well in the first half kept the ball well and really frustrated and um we did what we needed to do in order to get the points but it wasn't pretty um so yeah I mean but happy absolutely happy I mean it's um from where we were last year I mean actually we were top of the league with nine points at this time last year I know he won his first free game but it was um yeah we it's things are I think most people are very happy with what's going on at Spurs at the moment.
1: I think you'd say that there's been three different performances from Spurs from those three games. You've had the one where you've absolutely dominated Southampton and battered them, and then the one where you've kind of grounded out a point away at Chelsea, <coughs> which you, you take a lot of the time. And then yeah. a dogged performance against the difficult Wolves side who, although they had a lot of the ball, I would say, because I watched the first half and until the second half, obviously Conte's gave them a kick up the arse. It was yeah. a, it was it was hard. Like Wolves really played really well. They just didn't have a cutting edge up front, I would say. But that, this is yeah. where maybe now where Conte's installed that winning mentality and that desire to grind out when you're not doing so well. Would you say he's changed that mentality at Spurs now?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure, because we were we were kind of lost. We have been lost since um Pochettino was sacked, really. And even before then, we were, we were, you know. There were concerns about what Spurs were, and things weren't sort of working in, in, in the latter part of Pochettino's tenorship at Spurs. Uh, and then on the, on the you know, Spur, or Jose Mourinho, where things kind of just fell apart, and it was just a horrible experience being a Spurs fan. It was so divided. Some people were backing him. I, I was kind of like, well, we've got him. He's a serial winner. Let's just see what he does. And obviously, the beautiful irony is that Spurs don't win things, and Spurs were also the only team he's ever gone to and not won a trophy. Um, which tells you a thing about Spurs probably. Um, but yeah, it's, since Conte came in, it was the identity that he gave us. We could start believing in the direction we were we were traveling in and um, he got us playing with a purpose. And more to the point, his, his ambition and his energy is infectious as a, as a fan. Um, when you've got someone who's clearly 100% into the job, and nothing else matters and dominates everything that he does and how he responds and how badly he takes for defeats and how much he enjoys victories. Um, it's, it's difficult not to fall in love with him, really. Um, I don't know how Daniel Levy and paratici managed to convince him to come to Spurs. He could have gone anywhere. He was literally waiting, seemed to be waiting for that United job. And then, obviously, they beat us 3-0 at Elaine Nuno sacked. Conte's hired immediately. Solskjaer goes on and lasts about another three or four games at Man United and then they are where they are now yeah it's so, crazy,
1: really. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed the shithousery of Conte and Tuco at the end of the Spurs-Chelsea game obviously there was a lot of <coughs> things he did obviously Cucarella's hair getting pulled by Christian Romero started it off there was a few yeah. there's always been a bit of uh, bad blood between yourselves but I oh, yeah. absolutely love that. It it just reminded me of peak Ferguson Wenger years of of the Premier League and and I I miss that. That's why I think Conte is such a he's so good for the Premier League because he's a character and obviously Tuchel's now offering that. There's 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 a few more characters kind of emerging yeah. but not so many. But I was just looking at Antonio Conte because I had this question for later but I'm going to ask it now. But how long do you think he sticks around because uh, looking at his career it's it's two years like maximum really.
0: Yeah, I mean typically the reasons why he's left um left a club is because he's fallen out with the owners. You know, they've stopped giving him what he wants. The big question about whether or not he would stay at Tottenham or or or, 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 or be able to thrive at Tottenham because it was was that Daniel Levy perhaps wasn't the best chairman for him to, to work under. And even still the the questions are still there. Um I actually think. I think. Do you remember Robbie Keane? Yeah, he would. He was. He he played one season at every club, two seasons, and then he'd move on until he came to Tottenham and he found his home. I think that Spurs know that they need him, we need him, and he needs a place where he's allowed to just work. And I think, and things change very quickly in football. But right now, my feeling is that he can stay for as long as he wants to, and he'll be given the tools to to do what he wants to do. He's not going to sign a long-term contract. And even if it did, it wouldn't mean anything at all, other than the fact that we'd have to pay him severance if he decides to walk away from the job. So I don't think there's any worry about the fact that his contract is up at the end of the season. Pep Guardiola has a running contract at Manchester City. It's a, it's a, a meeting of um, mutual benefits and reservations, Regard, depending on how well Spurs do. If we have a great season, if we finish third, second, or even challenge, then um, there's no reason for him to leave. If we're giving him what he wants, the players, you know, you looked, the way Tottenham behaved in the transfer market this summer was like nothing I'd ever seen. We were signing players. We'd signed five of our seven signings within a week of the, or two weeks of the of the window opening. It was unheard of. And, and the, the kind of, the backstory to, or the the kind of precursor to that, was everyone saying he's not going to be back, he's not going to be back, and lo and behold, he is and was. So, um, my, I mean, I wanted to stay for a long time. And like you said before, we were we started recording, is that you became disillusioned by the constant turnover of managers. That is exhausting as a fan because you are like, where are we going? Mm. Um, if you've got a manager as good as Conte, you do everything to keep him. I don't think he wants to wants us to or needs us to to speculate. Two hundred, hundred million, two hundred million 200 million every window but we've gone out of our way to, to 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 give him what he needs or what he thinks he needs yeah you kind of even go on well even signing players that he doesn't want in Spence and uh, <laughs> uh, and well the other guy from Udinese. I can't remember his name is now or oh, Ugadi or something good?
1: Yeah, you kind of segue into, into the next point about transfers and we did want to talk I, I didn't want to talk, touch on Jed Spence because Forest fans will be interested to know this. He's not been included in I think the last two match day squads. I don't I don't know about the first first game yeah, he of the was, season. He was he was on the bench for that, yeah. And now it's been it's kind of come out, I don't know how true <laughs> it is that he wasn't a conte sign, and he wasn't really in favour of him, but the club wanted him because he's got high potential. But what 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 do you see about that? Are you was you happy with Jed Spence signing? Yeah, obviously
0: he obviously tore Arsenal to shreds in the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, and I was I was really I was really happy. Obviously, to be honest, I've got to be honest, and I think this is the case for most: is that apart from like that game against Arsenal, no one, you know, most people are not watching a specific player in the championship unless you're really obsessed with football. But we heard Jed Spence's name people did our you know the 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 standard research of going on youtube and watching compilation videos and from that he looked excited i know everybody does but he looked he looked good but yeah conte's reaction to the questions coming from the press about the signing of jed spence was that this isn't a signing i he it wasn't as dismissive it wasn't as dismissive as as the reports made it sound he just said this is a club signing one for the future and I'm happy because his ceiling is very high. But as soon as you hear that, you know, he's not going straight into the first team, mm. um, which, and, and Spurs were actually, if you believe the reports, is that he'd agreed to join Spurs in, in January. January. Yeah, yeah. That, that the deal was practically done. It was only when, um, obviously, his value changes and Borough become difficult to deal with. Yes. Uh, that, that things change. But look this, we're going to be playing a lot of football In this this season, we've got League Cups, we've got Champions League. We're going to need full we We're going to need wing backs. And you know the way Conte plays is that everything. If his wing backs are playing correct well, then then Spurs are playing well. But they can't. You can't rely on two. You can't really rely on four. Just the amount of the amount of work they have to do. They're literally up and down. And 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 he wants he wants four wing backs available for every game. And Emerson Real is super fit and he's been playing in that right wing back position. We've got Matt Doherty, who has gone from being one of the worst players I've ever seen my own ever to actually he's decent. And we could, you know, he's a bit of a loss when he's not playing under this has happened under uh, Conte. So it's difficult for Jed Spence to get in, but it's not. He will get opportunities, I'm sure. And if if he is at the standard then he maybe has to force his way into the first eleven, but we can only go by what we know right now, and that is that he's very much third choice right wing back. Yeah, I don't, know how, mu- I don't know how much you've
1: managed to speak to Forest fans about him, but we we loved him at our our side because he was yeah. just so. Pacey, powerful, got a lot of tricks. He's an exciting, for a full-back, I, say, I tell you that, when I watch Emerson Royale, yeah, he's good, but I've, Spence beats his man more often than not. And I think with a better team around him, he probably yeah. produces a lot more in terms of assists and goals. Though he did that reasonably well for Forest last season, and he's defensively sound. So I think once he gets yeah, an opportunity, it will be, be excited for yeah,
0: yeah. him. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say is, because when Emerson Royale does a lot of stuff well, but where he's lacking is in his, his delivery and certainly in the final third. But tactically, he delivers, he, he, he's, he does everything Conte asks of him and that's why he plays him. It's just his quality in the final third is somewhat lacking, and based on what I saw in these videos of Jed Spence, is that that's where his his quality really shines is in his delivery and his composure with the ball. Is that right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like like last season, and I, I expect this on Sunday is one fullback. Our fullbacks get to the byline; it's often a lot of cutbacks to the penalty spot kind of thing. And he mm. was great at like getting to the byline and drilling that ball across. And more. Yeah, often... that was a,
0: similar to the goal he scored against Everton. Was similar to that, wasn't it? It passed. Past uh, no, on, not uh, not
1: quite. Not quite. We. I no, was thinking long... of
0: Brentford. Sorry, I was thinking about the Brentford against it, it Fulham. It's just when yeah. you said that, that goal popped into my head. Yeah.
1: So Spence is good at getting to the byline and getting balls across. It's just whether strikers are there to gamble. But when you've got someone like Harry Kane and some young men, yeah. like you've got, I don't think you've got really got any excuses. They'll they'll gobble them chances up, sort of thing. But it's obviously his, his attitude that's going to be that thing. And that's what Conte's probably got to get out of him a little bit, because even though he was at Forest and playing every week, there was murmurs of him being like late for buses and this, this and that. And like those little things that he could probably well, correct <clears> and, and, and whatnot. That, but
0: that is something that uh Conte won't stand for. Exactly. You've seen the interview where he gave, he said, if the, if there's a player not pulling in the same direction as the rest of the squad, he said, "I'd rather kill him than play him." <laughs> that those were his exact words when he was well, at Chelsea. When,
1: when Warnock let us have Jed Spence, he, his quote was, "You're either non-league or Premier League." So, and that was that. What, was, you...
0: what was the thing, thing there? Was like, because I don't really know. What? what how comes a player as good as him was allowed to to, to go to?
1: I think not he's. Play. I, I think he just fell out of Neil Warnock. To be fair, and we was all very surprised because <coughs> it was like a it was a last minute deadline day signing another fullback. Because I think we'd signed like two already. You,
0: was you aware of him?
1: No, not really. No, yeah. not really. Um, yeah. and then as soon as he started getting in the team, and as soon as Huten got got sacked and Cooper come in, it was like we'd sign this new player because he just turned into an absolute machine. <laughs> so, Cooper's
0: insane though, isn't he? He's, he's it's incredible the work he's done. I remember um listening to the news. Uh, a radio segment um, about the state of Forest and what was happening. The club was only going down, and you know Forest in League One, and God, you know if you drop, drop into League One, you could be there for, 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 forever. Do you know what I mean? And then I remember this: uh, the talk of Cooper coming in and to go from bottom of the league to promotion. is at uh, that. How many games in was you? Seven. So we only had one point. One point from seven. Fuck it. Sorry, excuse me. That you can swear. A, you can swear on this. It's yeah, <laughs> that is mad, that is crazy. Like to what he done was was unreal and um, you know unfancied. But, but people like Steve Cooper don't get big jobs, and there's a lot of it's to do with the way they handle themselves and but they don't. They're English, and you know they're they there's a, there's a fashion for continental managers in the prem. He's he's Welsh,
1: he, so that kind of dampens is, that one, and all. <laughs> is he Welsh? Sorry, yeah. did I
0: say English? Sorry, yeah. He has, he, he
1: has married, managed England under seventeen, so that's why he gets that kind of
0: confusion. But my 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 point is is that the in the Premier League is this obsession with the continental manager. You know, even at West Ham when they had Moyes, who done really well for him, and they went and got Pellegrini for no reason. He he fouled, and then they went back to Moyes, who done has done fantastically for. So I genuinely think that there's an the, uh, an issue with uh, British managers and and how they have to do more than most other coaches from other parts of the world to, to shine. And what he's done for you lot is unreal. Like he, he, if it ever goes tits up there, he should be definitely you know banker for a, a a big job in a prem. That said, Nottingham Forest are a massive club and they're finally back, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a good thing because. When I'm 41, right? So I remember, I remember the season where you guys had Brian Roy and and Stan Collymore, and uh, it was it was fantastic. It was a great a great club to have around, and they should be they should be in the Premier League, similar to Leeds. It's just well, how you spent so long out of the wilderness and not being able to get back up is a madness.
1: It's uh, down to poor. Ownership and poor management and 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 everything else that comes with it, where that like, recruitment's been terrible. But since he's come in it, and Dave Murphy's new CEO, it's just been a whole different level what of approach. The, sorry, right? I know
0: this is about. I know this is. I just as a, as a fat Spurs fan and a fan, like it's it's very interesting looking at what Forest have done. What you've brought in so many players, it's like it's unreal. And then you're looking at it and you're thinking as good as it is, like you've come in and speculated and not done what Norwich has done, which was just, well, we know we're going to come back up next season. So we're just not going to stay in the league. We're not even going to try when there's, there's actually models of how to do it. Like, like you look at what Bournemouth have done previously and Stoke in the past and Brighton came up and stayed up. It's, it's an opportunity if you invest and Forrest have really pushed the boat out to spend all of the 120 million pounds, pretty much that they're going to get from being in the prem. Mm. Do you think it will work, given it's, the fact that so many bodies have come in?
1: Yeah, it's obviously really hard to say. Yeah, We'd like course. to think so because of the quality of players we're hopefully bringing in. We're obviously having to target slightly different because you can't just target the, the best players because the best clubs have taken those players. So we're having to kind of think outside the box a little bit. <coughs> Like yeah. our, we've we've signed we've signed players that have that have played in the championship and were good in the championship like Lewis O'Brien and Harry Toffler were two of the best players for Huddersfield last season and we've took them off them yeah and Lewis O'Brien seems to have taken the Premier League like a duck to water in the last two games especially Newcastle was a bit of a write off I think we we just got absolutely battered there yeah so and then we've signed. We, We've signed. I think we've signed a good mix of like players that have played in England, and maybe some have dabbled in the Premier League, and some have dabbled in the Championship, and are those that are looking to push themselves to that next level. And then we've signed players from obviously abroad, who are of a category between an age, an age group, and are looking to obviously push on and in, in, in their games as well. So yeah. it's it's hard to say, but when you've got someone like Steve Cooper, who've obviously just gave a huge massive praise to that anything's possible because that bloke's an absolute genius really so this
0: is what this is why i think i think that's what the difference in you staying up or or, or going down is is him and yeah, like, players coming in is, is it a massive task to embed so many how many what how many signings have you made 16 i think is 16 is insane that's yeah, a no, amount of players come in <laughs> ah. But if five or six of them work and work significantly well, then that's enough. That doesn't yeah. matter about the others. If it, if five of them improve your team significantly enough and can adopt the uh, tactics that um, Cooper's laying out for them, then you're staying in the league. And, and the reason why that is, is because you've got everybody pulling in the same direction. The feeling is high. The, all the fans are on, on the same page. But you look at other clubs in the Premier League like... Everton, you're worried. If I was an Everton fan, I'd be super worried, really, really worried about what what's going on there. Leicester, look at see. West Ham haven't even scored a goal. I mean, I'm not saying these these teams are going to go down, but I'm just saying you have that. You you've got something that these other teams haven't, where they're in turmoil. Villa are, in, are, 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 are struggling. So I I, I think Forest are staying up. I really do. The Premier League this season, when when we looked at it after,
1: literally, me and my mates were like, they're looking at the Premier League after we got promoted and gone. There's not an easy game in this league this season. Joe, no. before when you go, when like Norwich and, and teams like that go up, not no disrespect to them, but everyone goes that's three points, and you can tell. Whereas this yeah. season, everyone's beating each other. You look at last night, Man United, Liverpool. Liverpool were absolutely shambolic, and Man United had actually finally turned up. It was yeah. This league is absolutely bonkers and I'm all in for it. I've, I've already t- <laughs> fucked f- the championship off. Like, I'm not bothered. Yeah. About, I don't want to go <laughs> back down there. It's horrible. Don't go back down. <laughs> so the thing is,
0: and that's, that's the same perspective as um, supporting a big six club, right? You know, I, I, I hate that term, but, you know, it's, everyone knows what you mean when you say it, is the jeopardy is exactly the same. No one, when Spurs had, had to play Wolves on Saturday, no one, when no Spurs fan went into that game again. this is three points. Everyone went in going, This is dangerous, this is dodgy, and it's the, it's the same thing. You got going to, um, uh, goes to the, is it still the city ground or is it yep. Trent Park? City, city yeah. ground, Trent Park. What, <laughs> what, what's Trent Park? <laughs> no idea, <laughs> no fucking idea, doesn't matter. I don't know where, what happened. It's Trent uh, Bridge, <laughs> Trent Bridge, that's yeah. the cricket ground <laughs> in Nottingham, yeah. All right, well, there you go, that's right, that's what happened. Uh, <laughs> the uh, anyway, city ground, no, no one. There, again, there's no Spurs fan thinking that this is a gimme. No no one. Everyone understands the task at hand. And knowing, looking at what Forrest did in the um, in their cup run last year, is, you know that going, going there is going to be difficult. Not, I'm not looking forward to this at all. Especially, you know, first sort of, you'd say like a big club at home. You're looking to turn us over. Um, the crowd are going to be up for it. Everyone's going to be buzzing and it's going to be difficult, really difficult for us.
1: It's going to be like an FA Cup game, but we've got to treat this season almost a little bit like that. And I know that sounds a bit stupid and i I seen, no, Gar- I've seen Gary Neville saying something about when Brentford beat Man U the other week saying, oh, it's like a big party <coughs> for them. Well, yeah, it's going to be a big party for us because we have it's been 23 years in the making to come back. So it's going to be a party every week at the city ground if we win. Yeah,
0: mate, and that's what's, so, that's what's so amazing about it. And the thing is, is that... The, the- regardless of i know there is a gap between the premier league and the championship but all of these players are so good Mm. every player in the championship could play in the premier league it's not the 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 gap is generally financial and that's why there there is this massive chasm between what you the the teams that play in the premier league and and the uh, and the championship it's financial the gap the players are good enough Mm. the right coach and the right system and the right atmosphere inside the ground all of the players in the championship could easily play in the premier league so it's not it isn't just a case of um you know it's not just a case of a team comes up and they should be beating every week it's, it just never works like that and um have a look going into everyone and thinking this is a scalp this is we need to we can we need to to do something here The the problem is is this season, I think Forrester will be fine. It's the season after that's always a challenge. It's how do you motivate the set? I'm not, we don't need to go there now because it's not even worth thinking about. But it's like, how do you... You saw with Sheffield United had a brilliant first season in the Premier League, second season get relegated. So it's about how you kind of maintain that. But the the, the, the massive intake of players means that there's a fresh minds open to Steve Cooper's ideas. And uh, yeah, I think... Um, because of that and the way Norris, not uh, Notts, Notts Forest have gone about their, their business, I think you're gonna be fine. I've said that about 18 times now, but I think you're gonna be fine.
1: You can't call us Knotts Forest on a
0: Nottingham Forest podcast, That's oh, mate. What? Well, sorry, mate. Sacrilege. I don't know. In a work Sac- sacrilege <laughs> is it? Is it so? because of Knotts County? Yeah, absolutely. But I, was, I I don't mean to offend the listeners. No, it's, so I know it's, I know absolutely I'm early, I'm, all about it, not the forest.
1: I'm only defending it
0: because I'll get flack if I don't. That's, no, I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> do you know do you know what I heard? Uh, I, what you've called the other day, and this is brand new to me. And I was asking my mates and they're like, never heard the tricky trees. What when was that? Is that a- I think that's like a uh, we're caught with like technically with the
1: reds or whatever or whatever. Course, But then I yeah. think I think the tricky trees just comes like a thing because we're
0: We've got a forest badge. Do you know what I mean? It's a it's a it's a tree in it. So I've for... never heard that. I've never because <laughs> you know Ariel hawani the uh, UFC guy, he's for some no, reason but really. back... well, he's back in Forest this year. He's talking. It's weird that he's even talking about the Premier League. But yeah, yeah that's... he says, "Come on, you tricky trees," and I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?"
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit it's a bit mental. But just before we go into some predictions this season for Spurs, what what do you class as a six? successful season do you need to win a trophy or is it about maintaining your top four status now and keeping content and keep building because I think you're I I, this season I put Spurs second in my prediction table because I think you might challenge Man City this year I think Liverpool are going to have a fall off and they already are not saying that they won't pick up but I just think Spurs's depth is really good like you've signed good players like even Perisic is an absolute winner Obviously, yeah. Sassanian might come into his own. He scored in the first game of the season. Yeah, you managed to keep Harry Kane. I don't know how he, he didn't leave. I, I was quite yes. surprised no. by that.
0: He's under contract. Yeah, but I mean, you like can't. I'm, su-
1: I'm su- just surprised someone didn't come in for him. Man City could have done out they for Haaland, didn't they? So
0: they could have come in for him. They could have come in for Harry Harry Redknapp. What um, the fuck? Harry, <laughs> Harry's, my brain is like mush. Uh, Harry Kane. Okay. People could have come in for him, but he's impossible to buy. Yeah, of course. Next season. Someone might be able to to pick him up. He has a year, he's got two years. End of the season, you know, he might someone might be able to come in. But Spurs aren't gonna lower their cost. If you want to buy Harry Kane in a year's time, you're still gonna ask, be asking for 100 120 million pounds, hmm. even though he has a year left in his contract. And the reason being is that if you offer him a new contract, the cost of that to Tottenham is gargantuan. You imagine a 31-year-old striker um being offered a contract of four years, which is pretty much what you'll want, which would take him to thirty-five, and he's gonna want four hundred grand a week. So if we're not if we we have one option, well, we have two options. You you sell him this this uh this 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 coming summer transfer window and get as much as you can or you just let him ride it out and you see massive massive players just that it's it's almost better for the club to just let them go. Let them let them run down the contract, gets as much out of you, out of their legs as you can, and then and then they move on for fees that are considered to be nominal based on the talent of that player. You know, Ronaldo didn't move for much; to, was it was ten million, twenty million. Lionel Messi the same. So it's just it's um yeah it's an interesting situation, but it's very difficult for anyone to buy any player from Tottenham.
1: Yeah. So just going back to my question. Where do you, what's a successful season? Sorry. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um,
0: a successful season is a title challenge, I think. Um, I'd take right now finishing third or second. Um, but in Conte's mind, which is the most important thing, is he wants to win the league. And that's what he's striving for. And the Spurs fan in me, knowing that we never quite get over the line, thinks, well, that'd be nice. Title challenge would be nice, but we'll be happy with third. I'm just going to go with what Conte, what Conte is, it's, and and that is he wants the league. And so, if he thinks we can win the league with these players, not that he said this, and I'm just assuming that he is because of the kind of person he is. That yeah, that uh, going for the league title must be what we're striving for. I don't think we. You talked about the depth. It's it's impressive. We're missing, we're missing a world class centre back. Another well, we've got Romero. Who I think is world class. Dyer is a good Premier League centre back. Same with Ben Davies. I think we're missing one really world class player to legitimately challenge. But we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll take second or third, hundred percent. Right now, I'd snap your hands off.
1: Do, do you think you need to win? I'm not going to say League Cup because no one wants to win the League Cup really. But no, FA Cup or it, no. do you want to go? How, how far do you want to go? In the, well, you
0: want to go all the way? I want to go, but I want to go, but I take the FA Cup. Right, I mean, you know the stories around Spurs. You know what everyone says about us. We don't win. <laughs> Spurs it up with bottle jobs, and it's hard to argue about because, like, the, the 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 proof is in the pudding. It's there. We haven't won trophies. A League Cup does nothing to change that. No, even it's if better. even if that's Man City in the final, we take it so seriously and have won it. I don't know. God, no, it feels like they've won it ten years on the bounce. Um, a League Cup isn't enough. It won't get the the, the, the whole point of this is that. Fans of other clubs, Arsenal, Chelsea, saying, Yeah, but it doesn't matter what you're doing. No matter if you've got Conte, you don't win anything. And so you'll always be less of a football club. Winning the League Cup doesn't change that. Winning an FA Cup moves towards it. Winning the League changes the narrative completely. Yeah. But I agree. As you say, it's very difficult. I know we've touched touched on
1: Forrest a bit, so I'm just gonna go on to like for the game on Sunday. Yeah. What are you what are you expecting? Because we both play pretty much the same formation. We play 3-4-3 or 3-4-1-2, however you want to look at it. What are you expecting?
0: Um, so Spurs have uh, the, the way to get a Spurs is to overload the midfield. Um, there's been multiple times, certainly this season, actually, where we lost the midfield. Um Chelsea especially, they they pressed so intelligently. And their press was so effective that we just couldn't get out. But by the same token, last season against Manchester City and Liverpool, where they pressed us, we could get out. And Son and Kane had a, a, a you know field day both against both of those. where we were just breaking on them, breaking and breaking on them. If you can press us, you can stop us. Um, but it's also uh, something we're really good at. And if we can, if we can break your press, then. Then you're in trouble, but yeah, it's that midfield and um, and whether or not you can uh, you can compete. So if you overload the midfield, then then you can control it, and that means you can control Tottenham. Yeah. But if you uh, if you don't, then God knows. And I know
1: you've got a lot of good players, but my biggest fear is is Son, purely because our right side of our defence, because we play with wing backs like yourselves. Joe Worrell, who's our captain, has been very dubious for the first three games of this season. He? Yeah, he 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 got tore to shreds by St. Maxman, him and him and Williams to be fair. Mate,
0: that's no that's no that's no uh... it's
1: no, it's no 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 uh what he did yeah. it to sit to at the weekend. But
0: yeah he was incredible.
1: Ben, ben Rama got the better of him and even I think at the weekend Morrill nearly cost us the game against Everton and and it was a game where we we should have probably won. We just we just letting a bit of a sloppy goal. So Son is the, the biggest scare for me. Harry Kane, well, isn't he? So.
0: Spurs fans have been talking about mate, it might be that Son needs to have a, a stint on the bench because he's... I mean, I don't know how many have been saying that, but it's a conversation because he's been hor- horrendously ineffective in the first three games. So I, I think he will start, but it'll be more uh, based on former Charlson off the left that you, you'd have to worry about. But no, fair play. I mean, it's... Um, it's difficult for any team to deal with, you know, Kane and Son and Richarlison and more to point Kulisevsky. I don't know if you've he's been really good, uh, managed to watch him then. unreal I, man, it, being I, very I, underrated, isn't he? I, so, I, I say this all the time, but I've got a mate of mine, he's a Napoli fan. And when we were signing Bentenko uh, and Kulisevsky, two players I'd literally never heard of, I'd never heard them their names I didn't know the enough existing... football
1: manager are you flab? yeah I
0: don't I don't play it. So I,
1: don't... <laughs> I knew both of them straight away I was Did like you? wow Benson Did... Kerr right. is, a, is a wonder kid on FM normally is so, he yeah. is
0: he okay so I I had no no clue that that was the, the case I don't play it so um and then I spoke to my mate my Nap- Napoli mate and he was like they're you're, you're having your pants pulled down by Juve and like we're spending you know 50 million pound on these two players and I was like, oh, "For fuck's sake, like we just need. To, we're in trouble. We need the players. And they both Ben tenko has been like seven out of ten. Kulusevski's been out of this world. Like he's he's if he the, you'll you'll see it is he'll have the ball. He's facing up your left wing back or uh, or, or left mid, and he will always always go to his right, so that he have he, so he can shoot with his left or pass with his left because he's all left foot." Hmm. And he does it over and over again. You know what he's going to do, and yet he still gets past you. And it, it, it's just the kid is magic. He's it's the Iron great.
1: Iron Robin effect that is. That's what I call it. You know what? Yeah, he's but gonna do. you just can't stop it.
0: But he's so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that he's he's going to be on Robin's level, but he's 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 very very good. Very 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 good. I know you've touched on his.
1: Us- signing 16 players and probably don't know that too much about us but is there any players that you would say you'd pick from Forest lineup that you're a little bit worried about that's not Jesse Lingard because <laughs> everyone has said him <laughs>
0: yeah you ask you, you, you've got to prep people because he's like I don't know um, um, I don't know if
1: he'll play on Sunday to be fair I don't know I'm a bit unsure
0: yeah, I think <laughs> to be fair, I think that was a great signing. Um, I you know the, I know that there was this big sort of furore around him turning down West Ham, but and the, him only signing is it a one year deal he signed? Yes, in. yes. But it's fine. It suits if if you go down, and you don't have this massive contract on your. It makes complete sense both both ways. Yeah, I would say um, if if I had to pick one player out, knowing that Loris is at the end of his contract, probably Dean Henderson.
1: Yeah, he's been phenomenal for us. I think break, he's he's break bur- he's slowly trying to burn the bridges to Man United so he can sign for us. I think. Hopefully. Oh, is he on loan?
0: Is he? He's on
1: loan for the year. We tried to sign him with a permanent deal at the end of it, but Man United were having none of it. But
0: no, but well, he's class. Then he came classed. out
1: in an interview and basically said Man United broke all the promises to men and, and they're a shit show. So <laughs> I'm what? hoping that that's kind of helped.
0: What did you what what do you make of your the, the signings that you made like Dennis from from Watford like, so we've not some... we've
1: not, he's not played yet I think he'll play possibly tonight again in the cup as we yeah. as we record this um mangal has been brilliant O'Brien really good I've been impressed Williams at right back and toffalo one he's an awkward bastard up front he's just horrible he's all legs and arms and you just kind of don't know what he's gonna what you're gonna get from him so mm. Gibbs white's obviously an exciting signing he's Obviously, a loss of money. Big eventually.
0: money, yeah, massive, massive money. What? Well, t- tell me about him. What? 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 Comes- so it's
1: twenty-five, twenty-five mil up front, and ten mil if we survive, basically, and like ten, another ten mil if we win the Champions League, which is outrageous or whatever. I don't know if that's true, but he's a very pacey player, tricky, both thought, can use both feet, sort of thing, can play multiple positions as well. So, and he's played, he played under Cooper when they won the Under Seventeen World Cup, and he was pivotal to his team. So. And he's had it. He's had him before at Swansea and stuff. So he's he's a player that he knows pretty well. And I think he'll play Sunday. And he, I think he could give Spurs a bit of a scare, which would be nice. But before well, you we think, finish, it, before we finish, I just want to know what your score prediction is going to be.
0: I think two one Tottenham. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be super close. Uh, I, I, I I'm going to say two one Spurs
1: we've gone for a hopeful 1-1 and then we're going to beat man city away on wednesday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good luck with that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Flav, it's been a pleasure having you on if you if 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 you want to plug your podcast or anything now it's well, time I, to do so.
0: fair play. um i i, I won't promote the the spurs podcast because there's no reason why a forest fan would want to go and listen
1: they might want to hear fan. your 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 view on on the game coming up.
0: <laughs> they may do they may do but can i just say um uh, go and listen to the podcast I do with uh, a fairly big YouTuber now, James Lawrence Alcott. We do, oh a podcast yeah, I know, yeah, I know him. yeah. James and Flav for now, which is football general football. It's not it's not about specific about Spurs, so you can enjoy that. So yeah, I'd say I'd, I'd go go over James Lawrence Alcott's YouTube channel or, or uh, listen on Spotify. We started uploading them there. Then that's uh, that's a, a general football podcast that I'm involved in.
1: Nice one, thank you, Flav. Pleasure, mate. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more